welcome to You Are The Magic. I'm Alexis Jane, founder and CEO. I help my clients build bulletproof confidence to build the life of their dreams by creating boss babe mindset and strategies that actually work. I believe you are the creator of your own destiny with courage, determination, and deep desire to change your world. Anything is possible. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back to You Are The Magic. Today, I have the beautiful Monique from The Garden Continuum, and her story is phenomenal. She's an entrepreneur and a business owner, and she has a beautiful story to tell. So welcome to the show, Monique. Thank you. I'm so, so excited to be here. I love your show. (laughs) Thank you. So as everybody knows, what is your magical story that has helped you or that has brought you along to where you are right now, having a multiple seven-figure business with 18 staff members? Oh, thanks. So um, for me, the way I distill my, um, my magical experience is kind of this core idea of learning to fully trust the way my mind works and to unapologetically lean into the intuitive way that I navigate my life, both personally and professionally. Um, this was huge. It certainly didn't have, it wasn't like one magical experience, but it, it is the culmination of several experiences where I, I feel like I kind of woke up one day and realized that it was okay to trust my mind. It was okay to trust the fact that I, I wasn't fitting in the, in like a normal school box of the way one might think, um, whether it be creatively, um, analytically, strategically. Um, and, and that was huge for me that, 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 that was magical because when I began to trust myself, I noticed lots of things shifting. My marriage shifted, my business shifted, my own personal satisfaction shifted. And then the world kind of seemed to open up a little bit. Um, so yeah, that's that's the nugget of of what was magical for me. Yeah, and I love that. So what was the the inspiration, the motivation to to get into landscaping? What what inspires you around landscaping? And I love and and Monique's also an author and she's authored a book called Stop Landscaping and Start Lifescaping, which I really love. But what was the motivation for you to get into the landscaping world? You know, the, the motivation was chance, right? I, I didn't ever have, uh, Oh, you know, I want to do this. And I didn't have, a um, you know, a parent or a grandparent who, who I toddled behind and gardened with or anything. It was by chance. I was 18 years old and I was pretty miserable. Um, and I was working in a clothing store and I was in the beginnings of college and I was clueless. I just had no idea what I was going to do with my life. And a friend of mine, a relatively new friend, because I was um, new in this school, asked me if I wanted to work with them on the weekend mulching. And <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, first off, I didn't know what it was. 
but what I knew, so, so growing up, I was a dancer and at 18, I had started bodybuilding. I'd started to work in a, out in a gym a lot and I was actively bodybuilding. And so for me, part of the way I regulated from some childhood trauma was that I stayed active. And so dancing was high, highly active and then bodybuilding was highly active. And this person was saying, Hey, you want to come work outside and get paid? Well, that sounded like, like active. I was going to be outside, which was cool. And they were actually going to pay me more than I was making in my job. So this was a totally like selfish, I'm just going to go and do this. And when I went and did it, what happened was I was blown away at the grounding and regulating effect of being in nature, which I had only really known about growing up, going to my grandparents. Uh, they had a summer home in the Western panhandle of Maryland in the Allegheny mountains. And um, so that was it. That was the spark. And it was totally intuitive. So this is, you know, there was no rhyme or reason or real justification as to like, why would you pursue this? I just felt good. I felt good. I felt tired at the end of the day. Like it was just awesome. And there was like this new little thread and I just started pulling on the thread. And as I pulled on the thread, I realized it was connected to this thing and this thing and this thing. And, you know, here I am 36 years later, if you had told me at 18 that I was going to be doing this for the rest of my life, I would have laughed in your face. I would never have known. Um, but I trusted something that was vitally within my core that I completely didn't understand. I just kept kind of like falling into it a little bit more. I love that. And when we, and this, what, this is a saying that I say all the time and I love it. You can't connect the dots forward. What Steve, Steve Jobs said, you can only connect the dots back. Oh, I love that. I love that. So I love that because, because, you know, oftentimes I've tried to think about, you know, what the, you know, what to say to my kids. And it's, it's not easy to sit, tell them, well, just do what you love. Like, it's not that simple. It, it really is a more dynamic effort, right. Of pulling on the threads. And then you can turn around and go, Oh, that led to that, which led to that. Oh, and then I tripped and I fell into that. So I love that. That's awesome. Who said that? Steve Jobs. Oh, cool. Yeah. You can't Very connect cool. the dots going forward. You can only connect them going backwards because you don't know where you're going to go. And I know that you would have experienced this on your entrepreneurial journey is that you don't know where you're going to end up. And I've got clients that come to me in a network marketing business and within three months they've got a, <laughs> they've got a coaching business and it's thriving and then they've got all these multiple streams of income coming through into their experience. They're like, if you had told me <laughs> six months ago I'd be where I am right now having $22,000 days, I'd say you're losing it, you're bananas. And it's the expansion as you're building a business and having conversations with people and, yeah, tripping and falling and understanding and uncovering more of who you are. And I love how you said grounding, the grounding that you felt when you were outside. And mm. it's such a forgotten skill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, to it's so true. Yeah, to nature. You're so right. And I think that it's innate. It is in our DNA. 
not everybody maybe taps into it the same as everybody else, but it is in our DNA. And I do believe wholeheartedly that when there is trauma, that sometimes there aren't like there aren't any words that can help somebody navigate and ground. And for me, it was about just surviving and taking care of my little brother. And so, so much of that young part of my life was just, just navigating, constantly navigating. And when you're doing that, I think you don't ground. And, and so going into nature just naturally grounds you and, and going back to what you said about connecting the dots backward instead of forward, I just kept going to the resonant points that made me feel a little bit more whole, a little bit more connected, a little bit more purposeful. And I'm ambitious. I mean, I'm also ambitious. So starting a business made sense. My father was self-employed. My father's an immigrant from the Middle East and started with just about nothing. So it just, it's, it was okay. That, that felt I didn't feel like I had to muster up a lot of courage for that because it seemed pretty normal. Um, but as I as I moved through my career, ultimately what I'm realizing now, connecting those dots, looking back, <laughs> is that I was evolving. Like everything I thought about the industry was evolving. And there was a moment when I realized I could only touch so many people as an individual gardener or a business owner that could only, because it's not like I can take my work virtually based on how I do it. I have to do it in a physical space. And I started to feel like I'm not touching enough people. Like there's more that can happen here. More people should be grounding. More people should be connecting to their lives through nature And it was at that moment that I realized I needed to figure out a way to put it out. And so writing the book was kind of the culmination of all the learning, finally believing I was maybe smart enough to do it, um, mustering up the courage because it was super scary to put words on paper and then think somebody might read it. Um, But the the kind of joke of the title, Stop Landscaping, which is clearly what I do, (laughs) and Start Lifescaping was using the landscape as a metaphor for how we build our lives, that we don't build our lives as a project that's just one and done. We build our lives in this iterative process. Well, there's no reason why you wouldn't interact with nature in an iterative way, in a regenerative way, in a healthy way that would then allow there to be really beautiful resonance in that space. And now you create grounding for every single family, every single community. I love that. I love that. And I know, and it wasn't until really now in the last probably six to seven months, as I'm learning more about branding and understanding grounding. And when, (laughs) when my daughter has a meltdown, I used to just strip her off and chuck her in the shower and then she'd come out and feel better. And I'm like, and I never, I was just like, oh, okay, I feel better now. She feels better. Everything's better. And then I started doing a bit of research and kind of feeling into it. And the water is grounding <laughs> and the water is washing away anything that now no longer serves her. And she's like, I'm not getting in. I'll never forget this one night. She was having a full blown tantrum. Seven, maybe seven or eight. <laughs> she goes, I'm getting in fully clothed. I went, knock your socks off, mate. Knock your socks off. 
<laughs> and I'm, I'm a single mom. So I rang a dad and me, we have a great relationship. I'm like, mm. So as I was just in the shower, fully clothed. <laughs> it's like, what? Couldn't you? I'm like, I couldn't get a mobile. <laughs> and and th- what happened in that moment was she was like, you're super fun, mum. And, oh. and she thought that she was going to get in trouble for getting in her clothes. I just thought it was funny. That's awesome. And she got out and then we had a beautiful evening. So that is so incredible to me because, see, to me that that seems like instinctually leaning into sort of like the child mind, which is whether I take my clothes off or not take my clothes off, it doesn't matter. I'm still getting in the water. Like it doesn't matter. It's like more of an adult construct that there's like first you take your clothes off and then you, you know, and so kids have this really cool mind that hasn't been like overly molded by what we say should happen. Um, And I have a equally interesting story where my daughter, and maybe she was about five or four. I think my son was born. So she, she had to be over three. So four or five, maybe I was working in the garden and she just said to me, mama, can I make mud? And I'm working in the garden and there's where I'm like, fine, make mud. So I'm thinking she's going to make like little mud patties or something. <laughs> and we're in the vegetable garden. She turns on the hose and she's making mud and I'm kind of paying attention and whatever. And I'm off and I'm doing my thing. I look over, my daughter is fully naked and head to toe bathing in the mud. Like she's putting mud and all over her body. And I just kind of like spied her doing it and I didn't stop her. She didn't kind of really, she really was in her own zone. And I realized at that moment that like this kid is grounding, like literally grounding (laughs) with water and soil. And that is such an unconventional mom thing to allow to happen. Just like letting your kid go in the shower, fully clothed is such an, uh, or bath, you know, but there's something about that that leans into the human psyche's understanding that something like water or healthy soil is fully grounding and useful. Awesome. Talk about magical. So magical. And one of the things that, as everyone knows, is magic is my word and I talk about being magical and I help my clients unlock the magic that's inside of them purely by shining a light on all the gorgeous deliciousness. And like you said before, when you wrote your book, were you good enough? Was someone going to criticise your words? Were you smart enough to do all of the things that you were doing? And I've been featured in a magazine and featured in two separate um, collaborative books. And when I was going through and writing my words, I was like, (laughs) there's parts of my story that my family don't even know. There's parts of me that I've never shared with the world before. And in that moment of just releasing and expanding and allowing that to go out into the world and then creating my podcast. And like you said before about not being able to hit more people's lives to be able to help connect on a deeper level with more people because what you do, you can't take that online because it's a physical thing that you do, but you can create a bigger business so that you can help more people so it's not just the one little thing that you're doing it's a on a bigger scale and I love that so with your book how long ago did you write your book 
Uh, it was, <laughs> so it launched on March 23rd, 2020. So every speaking engagement, training, whatever that I had planned as a book launch uh, canceled. And so I had to regroup and figure out a different way to just launch the book. So I, I emailed, I got on a couple of podcasts and um, a couple of the speaking, uh, I was teaching at the, at the time and right at close down and the last teaching seminar day had to be go from live to online. Um, so it was just this crazy learning. And so interestingly, cobbled things together as best I could in 2020. And now in 2021, I'm, I'm leaning in a little bit more to podcasting and to reaching out in a, in a very different way than I talk about not being able to connect the dot forward because I, it just wouldn't have occurred to me to be on a podcast before 2020. So, um, so yeah, so it's been two years and, um, and even, even as I teach Lifescape, I also business coach. So I work with landscape companies that want to build their businesses and apply the Lifescape method within their businesses and doing very much like what you said, which is helping people to understand that there is magic in them, that there is actually uniqueness. And so building your business in a way that allows you to lean into what that uniqueness is, whether it's your marketing, your content, or the the, the gardens they create. Um, the Lifescape method has really become a larger nugget that really is about anyone who wants to garden could 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 grab this, but somebody who wanted to to look at the metaphor of how you build your life in the same intentional way, which is very much what you talk about. I love what you talk about right at the beginning when you say, helping people build bulletproof confidence to build a life of their dreams. I think that's the nugget, right? That's the, that's the reason to be visible or to be more public about helping people. Yeah. And everyone's unique. And (laughs) I did a free training yesterday. And if you told me exactly what you've just said six months ago, that I would have acted the way that I did yesterday purely showing up as me and in all of my quirkiness and like I sing when I get onto all of my trainings to all of my clients. I think it's like the funniest thing. My mum told me the other day not to go and record a record because I won't hit the top 100. (laughs) She's like, are you singing to the clients? I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Just it's a bonus. They're not paying for the singing. It's a bonus. (laughs) Exactly. It's a bonus. But the delicious and the quirkiness of uncovering who you truly deeply are, like you said, everyone is unique. Everyone has a unique trait and your landscaping is different to somebody else's and not everyone's going to want to work with you because the way that you do life is not how they want to do life. They want to do life and landscaping in a different view, different. They see life differently. So the way that they create is different. And this is what I love about business and knowing that there's more and there's more than enough out there for everybody. Yes. And just going and having fun. And business shouldn't be rah, 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 so strict and structured and just 
this is what it is, this is the box. It's like, no, it's creative. Business is a creative outlet and connection and deep conversations. Yeah, and I think you get freed. So you get freed from the shoulds. Like I'm I'm a wife, I should. I'm a mother, I should. I'm a business owner, I should. Like I'm a mother, I should not put my child in the bath with all her clothes. Well, why not? <laughs> because you just created an amazing connection with your kid. And that's awesome. And I think that leaning into the court, like I'm very quirky. And, and so, and I run a business in a very different way than I ever experienced, you know, working for other people or, or uh, being like, I've, I've worked in associations, you know, big trade associations. And I often felt like maybe I was doing it wrong, but ultimately I'm just doing my brand. And I think every, there's a brand out there for everyone. And there's somebody who wants your brand and, and getting to a point where you can say, my brand isn't wrong. My ideas aren't wrong. There are certainly structures, right? There are business structures, there's design structure, landscape structures, all of that. And so, yes, go learn all of that, but then lean into it with your own brand of quirky or your own brand of organized or whatever it is, because I think that specialness of hopping on a training and singing to your clients. I mean, hello, that's the thing that's going to say when they get off that train. Well, I'm not forgetting Alexis Jane. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Right? I mean, and that's whatever it is. And if that's authentic, I think it it took me so long. I feel like it took me so long to trust the authenticity of my own quirky and my own kind of mind. Um, I wish I had learned it earlier if I got if I got to go back and tell my younger self or help encourage my younger self. I think that's why I coach because I really do want to encourage people to accept their brand of themselves sooner in their business lives because they'll reach their authentic messaging faster. I feel like I'm still trying to figure it out. I feel like if I could help others get to it faster, we can do better work for our planet. We need more people who want to do really good work for the planet and for people. Yeah. And one thing that you said earlier, I'm not too sure if it was on live or before we jumped on, is I am enough. And this is something that this year I've really lent into. Mm. I am enough with money in my bank account. I am enough without money in my bank account. I am enough as I am, as a mother, as a friend, as a daughter, as a sister. I am enough right now in this present moment just being me. I don't need to be anything other than who I truly deeply am. And that's now really shining a light on how I speak to my best friends, how I speak to my clients, how I show up online. I'm really shining a lot on who I truly deeply am in the I am enoughness. I failed high school. I thought that I was dumb. I thought that I was stupid. Yes. Oh, so hard, right? Because if you're feeling like this square peg in a round hole or round peg in a round hole, whichever way the (laughs) work, but but, you know, I, 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 I feel you the minute you, that came out of your mouth, like I just, so feel you because the conventional school model so didn't work for me. I was like 40 before I realized that I was, that I was actually smart. 39. (laughs) 
right? Like, and what a, what a distressing thing to live that long, realizing that what you've been doing is actually hiding your light because you don't think your light is bright enough. And, and like, I think with my children, my children are so smart, all of them. I look at them and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so smart. But I leaned into their uniqueness right at the get-go so that they could present to the world smartly where I couldn't. And I think that is a gift that as coaches and business women, we bring because we know what it feels like to have your light dampened, like by yourself, like you're dampening it yourself. Um, And that's a brilliant gift to give. Yeah, it really is. And it used to be up on my wall, but I've taken it down. Um, Marianne Williamson, my deepest fear. Have you ever heard of that? Mm -mm, So our deepest fear is that we are not inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Oh, that was Marianne Williamson? Marianne Williamson, yep. Williamson, okay. Oh, that's powerful. It is so powerful. And when we give ourselves permission to shine our light, we give others permission to shine their light. Yeah. And it's so powerful. And that's why I do what I do. And I'm, and that's why you do what you do. And I love the analogies that you bring forward in stop landscaping and start lifescaping. And I think that, you know, if you, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. We do need to make plans. We do need to focus on the things that we want to be bringing into our lives and looking at life from a different perspective and witnessing what is going on opposed to being in it all the time. Taking a step back and observing our emotions and our feelings and who we truly deeply are. Is this who we are? How are we showing up for ourselves? How are we showing up for our clients? How are we showing up for our husbands, our wives, our children? And really knowing who we are. And the more that we know who we truly deeply are on a soul level, the more we can understand other people and help them on their soul's journey. Mm, mm. That is so, it's so beautiful. So beautiful. And it's evolving, right? Like we do that every year, every month, every week, every day. And what you said earlier, which I loved was this idea of fully embracing that you are enough in the moment and doing what I would call a yes and, which is fully embracing that you're enough in the, in the moment. And you can also want and desire growth and transformation and more. And I used to think it was either or. Like if I said I was enough, then that meant I wasn't striving, that I wasn't working. So I had to say I was working because I wasn't enough. But what about being enough and striving for transformation and evolution? And that saying yes and rather than either or was like mind-blowing. Yeah, I love that. That was really beautiful. Now, is there a book, is there a person that you follow, is there someone that just really motivates you or inspires you to do be better than who you are or is there something if you're falling off the wagon or if you're feeling a little bit low that you kind of turn to to listen to or read books or what are all the things that you do to to better you? So I just finished my 200-hour yoga teacher training 
And um, that was really amazing and mind-blowing in the sense that a whole new, like, just body of work and writing and teaching has opened up for me. And so I read um, The Light on Life by BKS Iyengar, and I was astounded by that book. Like, I actually have to read it again because because it's kind of like drinking from a fire hose and I could only get a few drops of water in <laughs> you know, before I felt like I was drowning. <laughs> um, so I'm very interested in the, the larger um, kind of yogic texts and the sutras and understanding um, our humanity on that level. And I think for me, the thing that's been really, really helpful is learning not to be so serious about myself. Um, growing up as trying to survive is a pretty serious thing. And so you kind of fall into this trap. And I still fall in it because I am who I am. And there are some real grooves and threads of who I am that I, will always be me. So when I feel like I'm kind of falling off, um, I will. Um, you know, listen to the Ganesha mantra or the uh, uh, Gayatri mantra, which helped me a lot, or I will go back and read a passage in BKS Iyengar. And I feel like I walk away going, oh, oh, it, we're okay. We're okay. This is okay. And I really feel like this is what it helps me to, to embrace the fact that loss um, feeling lost and struggling are actually part of the human experience, but overly identifying with it is just kind of a waste of your time. So that's the thing for me that I always go back to is that, yes, these things are part of like being in this meat suit, <laughs> but, um, but, but if you can detach a little and understand and look at it and go, Hmm, where is this taking me that I, I tend to like the whole stress hormone drops, uh, you know, and if that doesn't work, I, I go out in the garden and pick lettuce and eat it right out of the garden. Like I go out and garden, get my hands in the soil. Cause it grounds me. Love that. I could sit here and talk to you all. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! That was awesome. <laughs> Thank you. And it's been so beautiful you coming on Thank the show. You. So where do people find your book? How can they purchase and get your book? So finding my book is very easy. Uh, it's got a great title that is not really confusable with other titles. So you can just um, do a search for Stop Landscaping, Start Lifescaping. You can go to my website www.thegardencontinuum.com. And I've got a shop there right in the upper right-hand corner. You can click on the shop and buy it there and I'll autograph it for you. Um, and then I am on um, Instagram, uh, monique.allen or the garden continuum. Um, so yeah, that's uh, the website's probably the easiest and there's a bunch of free stuff. If you're a gardener or a business owner of a landscape company, I've got lots of free stuff there. So love it. Go over and check out her website and thank you again for coming on the show. 
Oh, thank you so much for having me. I love your work and just keep doing it. Thank you. Bye. Bye. We have come to the end of another epic interview. If you would like to see more of what I am up to, head over to my Facebook page, Instagram, LinkedIn, and let's connect. Because I love gifting people who are dedicated to their transformation, when you like and tag me in an episode at the end of every week, I choose one lucky listener to have a free session with myself or one of my guests. Thank you again for tuning in. I am Alexis Jane. Remember, you are the magic.